1: Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program here on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this uh, September 11th. Yeah, it's the 20th anniversary of uh, what happened in New York with the Twin Towers and Virginia and all kinds of places. And uh, I remember... Biff will laugh at me when he hears this. I I had a dentist appointment 20 years ago on this day, and I was driving a test car and it happened to have satellite radio in it, and I was driving to work, and it was right about this time, and I was oddly listening. This is where Biff will laugh, maybe oddly listening to the Howard Stern show, uh-huh. and <laughs> uh-huh, and uh, and all of a sudden his uh, one of his People called in who lived like half a block away from the Twin Towers and said, Howard, a plane, a plane just flew into the towers. And they couldn't tell at that time whether it was a private plane or a commercial plane. They weren't quite sure. But they literally did minute by minute coverage of what was going on. And they probably had as good a coverage as anybody else did. And it was, and it was pretty amazing. And, uh, and they even, they even set up a fund afterwards where, Uh, you know, 99% of the money went into, you know, going back to the victims and, and even I, I know a woman who, uh, who, uh, traded her, she was a flight attendant. She traded her flight, uh, with somebody and unfortunately, and that was a plane that, that, uh, went into the towers. And, uh, so, you know, the whole world changed 20 years ago and, um, With us is uh, Sean Wynn. He is a Quaker State scientist and technology specialist, Uh, but he's also a first responder. Sean, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I understand you're a first responder. Yes. Today's a special day, isn't it? Uh, 20
2: years. Uh, I am an industrial firefighter for Shell. That's my other job. And and thank you for, 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 for bringing that up, because I want this opportunity to also... Think of those people and their families, right? Yeah, uh, that that's uh, still trying to survive that twenty years later. Uh, and at the same time, uh, just give me an opportunity to remember a friend who I just lost, a fellow firefighter. I lost three days ago
3: oh. uh, due to
1: COVID. Steve so sorry Bellach. to hear. So, yeah, it's a
3: yeah.
1: tough day. Yeah, no, it, it it is, and for you know, for you know, there there's a whole generation of people that kind of know about you know september 11th and what happened but there was a whole you know they don't they don't they weren't they weren't there i guess and and i guess depending on your age you 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 know you probably know when kennedy was shot and you know when the you know when the you know everything happened on 9-11 and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a time to stop and think and you know here in massachusetts we have patriots day but this is officially called patriot day and, um, uh, you know, it is, it's a, it's a time, it's a time to remember. And, and I remember, you know, I think it must have been the next year afterwards. I went down to ground zero. I was going to the New York auto show and I'm like, eh, I'll take a walk down there and see what's, see what's going on. And, uh, it was amazing how many people were there and how absolutely quiet it was. And I'll always remember that.
2: Yeah. And I know that today, yeah. uh, firefighters from all around the country are doing their, uh, 110 uh, flights of stair climb all yep. around the country. I know our group here in Texas are doing it in San Antonio. We're going to do it at at the local school near where, where my uh, colleague uh, has fallen and so we're going to do a walk after this show.
1: Uh, well, I thank you for taking some time out of your Saturday and and uh, you know I mean it sounds it sounds it sounds a little little bit uh, a little bit <laughs> awkward to talk about, talk about oil after this, but, uh, but yeah, no, you, you know, it's it's, 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 yeah, yeah, it's, it's things that need to, you know, we, it, you know, we, we need to talk about, we need to talk about what happened 20 years ago, but, um, this is an automotive program, so we also need to talk about, we also need to talk about, uh, automotive things, and, uh, you know, we always, we always think, you know, I always tell people that, um, you know the you know oil's the lifeblood of the engine and people think about the oil lubricating the engine but people don't think about oil cooling the engine too and um even being down a, a quart or so on oil uh can make a real difference in in uh, the engine temperature and how that how that engine can perform right
2: very true and, and and you know we we all know that the primary function of motor oil is to lubricate and protect the engine right uh, right. From from the byproducts of combustion, but it is also like you say, it is designed to contribute to the cooling effect. And when you uh, lose the volume, then you do not have enough oil in the res, uh, a res- residing in the oil pan to allow it to cool uh, in those. Uh, I guess, precious moments that's there to help to relieve those uh, hot temperatures and then go back into the system to cool the engine again. And so uh, we, we we understand that, you know, some people say it contributes about 25%. And I think that's very different depending on particular engine designs, right? Uh-huh. Oil passages, spray patterns, and so forth. But oil does more than that, right? It, it lubricates, it cleans, it protects and even acts as hydraulic oil in in a lot of the modern engines with hydraulic lifters and cams and so forth. And so uh, it it has a very special function, like you say, the lifeblood of the oil.
1: Yeah, it it really cam. is. And and you know one of, one of the things you know years years and years ago, oil was pretty simple. It was uh, I've been a, I've been around for a long time. It seems like and and I remember you know even it was it was. Uh, you know oil oil was oil, but you put uh you put a lighter weight oil in your car in the winter time, so it allowed for you know easier starting. You put a heavier weight oil. It might have not even been detergent oil, it may have been just a non detergent straight weight oil, and people would come into the garage and say, "Oh, I need an oil change," and you go, "Oh yeah, we'll put the thinner oil in there for the winter time, but now it's all multi viscosity oil and and um there that has that has made a real difference in you know what how people need to maintain their cars and what they need to do but one of the questions i get all the time from people is synthetic oil conventional oil synthetic blends you know what what should what should i put in my what should i put in my car and and you know what's that real what's that real difference between synthetic oil and, and conventional oil aren't they all oil that no, that's a very common question right
2: uh, and i'll I'll May have to give you a long answer. First okay. of all, a synthetic, conventional, and, and synthetic blend is a marketing terminology, right? The, the industry, the nerds that are sitting behind in the labs like myself, classify mold oils based specifically on group numbers. From yep. group one to group five. Uh, somewhere where group one and group two, uh, group two, are, well, I guess what you would consider conventional? And, and when they say conventional, they mean it It, it was conventionally refined from distilling and, and purifying crude oil, right? Mm-hmm. A conventional process of making oil. And, and group three and fours uh, are, are what we can uh, consider synthesized. And so they say synthesis, uh, synthetic, mm-hmm. where it requires a lot of further processing, hydro-treating, hydro-cracking, and I'm throwing a lot of... Uh, a refinery, uh, vocabulary into the picture, but that allows the, the, the pro, the industry to make a cleaner, purer molecule, right? Okay. Uh, and of course within the last 40 years for us, uh, we have been able to develop a process by synthesizing a very clean, pure synthetic base oil by building molecules from scratch, kind of like building Lego blocks, by making a bigger molecule out of smaller molecules. And so, in the in in the realm of synthetic oils, um, in the group threes and fours, you see that it has more purity, more homogeneity, uh, less sulfur, less saturates, very uh, dense molecule that allows a superior performance in the ability for it to resist oxidation, which is heating and being cooked in the engine, uh, volatility, which we talked about being vaporized uh, in the engine. And handle the extreme cold now much better than before, uh, especially in the northeast climates where, you know, winter is coming around, right? So when you combine uh, a, a good starting material, and I, I personally like to use the analogy, we're going to shift a little bit into the actual formulation of a synthetic-synthetic blend product as kind of like making soup. Your your beautiful clam chowder. So I'm thinking northwest. And down okay. here in the south, I'm thinking gumbo, okay? Uh, but uh, uh, see, so nothing,
1: nothing wrong with a good gumbo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, but you have to have a great starting base stock, right? Good chicken stock or beef stock or, or whatever it is to make your starting broth. And then you can put in quality ingredients into it. To give you the protection, to give you the flavor of that oil, specific on based on OEM manufacturer and needs of the industry. So, what, what, for example, uh, when we formulate our Quicker State Full Synthetic Motor Oil, we design it as our, our Quicker State Top of the Line product to help to reduce friction, giving you but by reducing friction, you allow that, that that engine to generate the maximum horsepower that it's designed for, right? And then yep. protect against uh, builds up of sludge and debris that may come out of co- the, the byproduct of combustion and, of course, give you e- – the performance benefits and possibly fuel economy and all the other complete components that is needed by those engines and as well uh, the new technology engines that are out there in the industry so when you look at synthetic synthetic blend it is it, realize it is a marketing terminology the huge difference is the difference between conventional and full synthetic synthetic blend unfortunately it is not regulated right So you can have a drop of synthetic and call it synthetic blend, or you can Uh have a 99% synthetic and call it synthetic blend. So it's very difficult for the consumer to recognize what's a good product, even though most synthetic blends will give you additional benefits over the conventional, still below the performance level of the synthetic products. So it's a little bit tricky for the consumer to discern what's best for them
1: yeah yeah when you were talking about the the molecules and all of that somebody uh, uh, actually one of our listeners called in one day and he said to me, you know here's the difference between synthetic and conventional oil and i said What's that and he goes um take a you know uh, you know envision a pool table and he said and get a get a two by two square foot piece of plywood and he said, on the pool table, put a couple of pool balls, a football, a soccer ball, a basketball. And he said, try to roll the piece of plywood on top of all the different sized balls. And he said, that's conventional oil. He said, now take all the odd size balls out, just put pool balls on the table and roll the piece of plywood on top of the pool balls. That's synthetic oil. And I said, oh, okay, that that makes it sound s- Simpler in a way, but as a scientist, that's probably a little too simple. But it's kind of the same idea, right? Oh, absolutely. We we yeah. use similar analogies, right? We use the molecule
2: um, consistency uh, analogy of 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 uh, rocks versus marbles, right? Okay. Where yep. marbles are more homogeneous and rocks are, are various different sizes that you you have when it, you look at it in molecule shape. And so, yeah, it's the same thing. And and I used to work as a uh, a, a uh, assembly at a conveyor belt. And so, of course, when you roll it across those roller bearings, it slides really well. It's much yeah. better than yeah. trying to slide it across a carpet, right? Yeah. So
1: yes. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. And I and I will let you know. Years and years ago, I was never a big proponent of synthetic oil. I was like, you change oil regularly, you use good quality oil. Why do you need synthetic oil? And I guess I said that often enough where. Um, an oil company sent me a case of oil and it was synthetic oil so i did what every good you know person does i changed the oil in my wife's car and put it in there you know and didn't tell her <laughs> Absolutely. and uh... yeah and and it was it was win- it was getting to be winter time she had a uh... Um, i think it was a toyota at the time and i said to her uh... you know after i changed the oil did you notice anything different and she said well yeah in the really cold weather it seems to start, the car starts quicker, and it's quieter when it starts. Mm-hmm. So I said, aha. And then I did a little bit more tinkering, and before I actually changed the oil, I I um, measured how much amperage, and very unscientific, but I measured how much amperage the starter drew, and then I changed the oil with synthetic oil, let it sit for the same amount of time, cranked it over again, and it, and it drew a little less current when the engine was cranking over. So I said, There's, mm-hmm. there, there has to be a benefit here. Um, you know, easier, you know, better lubrication. The, the lubrication stays there a little bit better. So, you know, after that, I became kind of a convert to synthetic oil. And even my last, uh, the car that I drive today, I was, I was getting the oil changed. And, uh, and I think it was, I think I had three free oil changes with the, with the, when I bought the car. And I said to them, Oh, I'll pay extra for synthetic oil. And they're like, Oh, you don't need synthetic oil. I'm like, Yeah, I kind of do need synthetic oil. So, um, since then I' put synthetic oil in everything from my car to my lawnmower, and been happy doing it you know one of the, one of the things that um there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of rumors about synthetic oil everything from you know can i can I put synthetic oil in the first oil change or do I need to wait um, some cars come you know some performance cars come with synthetic oil right from the factory, so I assume you can put synthetic oil in on your very first oil change right well, I'll share with you
2: some data from IHS market, right? Okay. Uh, and, and if we look at data within the last, i say, I say 2015. I figure that most people have vehicles yep. 15 or newer, right? And yep. trying to find a new car right now is difficult. But if you did, over 90% of those vehicles are running on a uh, factory filled, actually, yep. with either synthetic or synthetic blend. So, yes, they are coming yep. off the assembly with synthetic uh, oils. And, and, and like you mentioned, synthetic has changed dramatically within the last 20, 30 years. I even yeah. pushed 40 years. They're not just on the base oil, but the, the additive chemistries have grown and has, has significantly improved in, in, in its design. I'm a chemist by trade, so, so yes – we work very diligent to try to find the right chemistry to make that, going back to that soup analogy again, to make that soup perfect. Uh, and we work at it meticulously, especially when people, uh, and get a little irked, I would say, when people try to do top offs or, or, or treat, treat, uh, aftermarket treats and so forth. We consider our blends perfect and you didn't need to do anything other than
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it it is it is again. Oil is. It sounds simple. It's complicated, but it is so important to make sure that you know oil. You know, oil is, is you know especially with the extended oil changes we see these days. It's not unusual for some cars. Uh, Toyota and Volkswagen, among a couple of them, once a year or every 10,000 miles change the oil in the car, according to the vehicle manufacturer. But engines still will burn oil. And, um, you know, as part of the normal combustion process, you can use some oil. And it's so important today to be able to uh, look under the hood and make sure that the oil level remains full. And that's one of the important things. Um, one of the things that comes up sometimes is, and I just answered a question for a reader the other day that said, I was told that if I put synthetic oil in my car, I can't change back to conventional oil. And, uh, or I, or, um, you know, something bad will happen. Nothing bad will happen, right? Right. Uh, you know, that, that is a,
2: a, a I guess a fear that, that I mentioned before came from 40 years ago. Nowadays with technology, and, and, and regulated by the industry too, right? So oils are allowed to be mixable, even though we would prefer that you use all Quaker State, of right. course. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you, if you want to try synthetics and then you want it to go back, it's perfectly fine. You should not yeah. have any issues. The the, the the benefit of a synthetic, like a in the uh, or a Quaker State synthetic motor oil, is that it allows better performance, like I mentioned before. But at the same time, a synthetic oil, because it is more homogeneous, it is less likely to burn off. Yes, we will get oils across the rings and, and, and into the combustion chamber, but, but the volume that comes across is regulated and actually controlled by those rings, right? Uh, mm-hmm. By the piston rings uh, to, to lubricate it properly. So having a good synthetic oil will give the consumer... First of all, the, the 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 performance that you mentioned for your wife's car in the winter, especially a startup smoother running, uh, we feel that you would get a better, better benefit of that. And at the same yeah. time, uh, our Quistate, uh, Quaker State synthetic oils that allows the consumer to actually sign up to 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 have a ten year three hundred thousand mile warranty on their engine components, and also sign up for an engine buyback. Where the consumer, if they use, sign up before their uh, car turns seventy five thousand miles or less than seventy two months or six years yeah and, and change the oil regularly, and if they break three hundred thousand miles on their vehicle, we will pay them blue book value for their car, and then they get to keep the end of the car at the same time. We just want a picture to say that we know that our oil does well. And and we're proud that you, you signed up for it.
1: All right. I guess I'm not getting rid of my wife's car then. That's all there is to it. So, um, a couple, we're, we're, we're running a little tight on time, but I do have a couple of questions for you. Um, you know, there was, you know, my, my wife drives a Volkswagen now. And,
4: uh,
1: it, it was always, you always had to try to find Volkswagen oil that was, you know, for Volkswagens and Audis. And sometimes it wasn't always that easy to do, but Quaker State now has a Eurospec oil, right? We do. We do.
2: And, and we do have a, a, a great portfolio, right, from, from our uh, conventional products to our synthetics, and then, of course, the European. And, and this is due to the fact that every, you know, in, in, the, in North America, we have the API or the American Petroleum Institute to, to regulate the standards of the oil. Unfortunately, a, 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 the Europeans have their own version, ASEA, A-C-E-A. And I'm not going to try to enunciate that in French because my French is horrible. Uh, so they regulate some of their own specifications. And even different manufacturers, right, like from GM to Fords to Aldis and Volkswagens uh, that, that you mentioned, yep. have their own particular specs. Then, of course, you go to the gambit of gasoline versus diesels. So every one of these engines and manufacturers have a different appetite. Thus, you you cannot make a motor oil that will be an all-encompassing oil that will meet every one of these specs. Yeah. You have to have particular oils. Thus, we introduced the European motor oils because it is designed to meet the ASEA as well as your Mercedes, your Volkswagen, your BMWs, gasoline and diesel, variety of spare products like our Quaker State Euro LX, Quaker State Euro, Euro L. So uh, if, if you are very confused about what's uh available and what's compatible with your car. We have an oil selector at QuakersTate.com. So you, all you have to do is punch in your uh, vehicle make, year, and model, uh, and, and it will tell you the good, better, best products that's offered for your car from the Quaker State line. And, and you can even call our technical hotline during the weekdays at 800 Best Oil to have a conversation with our techn- uh, technologists and, and discuss what's the best fit for your car.
1: No, so, sounds great. And one last question for you. And I always thought it was a marketing thing. Um, high mileage oil. I always said, you know, you see, and it's like, oh, if your car has more than seventy five thousand miles on it, go to high high mileage oil. I'm like, ah, oh, it sounds like it sounds like just some some somebody in a marketing. Room came up with it, but there really is there really is something to high mileage oil, right? It, it, there is something that helps uh, renew the seals or or uh, additives in the oil that help as the engine starts to dry out a little bit.
2: Absolutely, you know, there's a lot of science, right? I mentioned uh, me being chemist, and we work to understand what's happening with those high mileage engines. And uh, like older people, I'm not going to mention you, but me. <laughs> We need, we need specialized care, like those engines, right? And so as those older engines accumulate more mileage, they are more likely to experience issues as possibly, uh, dried seals or leaky seal, mm-hmm. maybe minor wear that can lead to increased, uh, oil loss, um, fuel dilution, sludge buildup. Yep. So, because consumer now has an opportunity to shift over to high mileage oils to put to increase or protect that engine, uh, because you know they want to l- keep that car longer. We recognize that uh, car ownership, uh, the average age of a vehicle has grown from 11.5 years to now over 12 years within the last three years, just because of maybe yep. COVID or other af- aspects, right? But th- that means that the consumer needs that protection. They want that engine to last longer. So now we're able to restore some of the, uh, the leaky seals, prevent the future wear, and allow that engine to perform at its optimum uh, at, at that moment, right? Allowing the customer to extend the life of that engine. And so our Quaker State High Mileage Full Synthetic allowed the consumer to get the benefit of the protection, the extension of the seals, as well as the performance that they need. So uh, a, a little bit of both, and so I think yes, uh, so high mileage is the, the thing of the future, and the consumers don't know that. We recognize that um, in there are more than fifty five percent of vehicles in the market today that are over eight years old. Yep, and only twenty two percent of those people are using high mileage oil. So there are missed opportunities for them to utilize a product that can help extend the life of their
1: engine. No, absolutely makes sense. And again, if people want more information, quakerstate.com, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And they can find out what kind of oil they need for their car, good, better, best. They can find out what the right oil is for their car. A lot of a lot of great information there. And Sean, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Saturday and joining us on the Car Doctor program and uh thank you for everything you do at Quaker State, but as importantly, thank you for everything you do as a firefighter. Thank you
2: for your time. I appreciate it.
1: All right. Take care. That was Sean Wynn. He is a scientist with Quaker State, giving us a little bit of oil education. We need to take a break and pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. We will be right back. Our phone number is 800-370-1049. And uh, phone lines are open if you want to join us. We'll be right back.
5: You know, I've messed up on a few relationships in my life, but there's one that's lasted over 35 years with a lot of help from Quaker State. It's tough on wear, tough on sludge. So Quaker State and I are planning on a meaningful relationship with my new car. So why don't you do the same with your new car's engine, and Quaker State will guarantee it for 250,000 miles or 10 years in writing. You think if I gave Lonnie the Quaker State deal, she'd give me the same guarantee? <laughs> Quaker State is one top motor.
4: Hi, folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Let us take a moment to remember all those in our armed services who have given their lives that we might remain free.
2: Moynihan Lumber, we
5: measure up.
6: Regina Pizza is now hiring for their new location at the Cummings Center in Beverly. They're holding a job fair Thursday the 16th through Saturday the 18th from 2 till 7 p.m. at 800 Cumming Center, Suite 147R. Regina Pizza seeks experienced full-time pizza makers, cashiers, prep cooks, and utility persons. Applicants can apply at the job fair or online at reginapizza.com. Regina Pizza pays candidates based on experience and offers a full benefit pack. Visit
4: reginapizza.com today a used car can be frustrating. Where do you go? Who do you trust? And who has the best price? We understand your concerns and anxiety at Michaud Mitsubishi in Danvers. We have used vehicles in stock, fully reconditioned with a warranty. We're a family-run dealership with 10 service bags. Dad, what does that mean? That means you can buy a used vehicle with confidence, and we back it with the warranty. If you don't like the vehicle, bring it back within 30 days. We'll exchange it for another one of equal value. Everyone has their favorite breakfast spot. We want to be your favorite used car spot. We guarantee the best price, guarantee our vehicles are service, and we give you a warranty. We take care of our veterans, our local community, and we'll take care of you. My name's Kevin Misho, I guarantee it. We are
6: your feel-good dealers. Mischel Mitsubishi. Hi, this is Scott Whitley from Wicked Bites Radio inviting you to join me this Sunday morning at 9 a.m. as we broadcast live from the Hampton Beach Seafood Festival. And by the way, we'll have our culinary tent going on both Saturday and Sunday. So join us at the Hampton Beach Seafood Festival.
5: Red light, green light, here we go. i really motivated, burning up in the road. Four carburetors and a hydromatic drive. I'm a turn down main at 105. Oh, oh, oh me. Take a look at that pink Cadillac. Oh, God.
1: Hey, welcome back to the car dark I'm North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the car doctor here to help you with your car problems. I was just looking at a uh, little story. It says main dealerships brew up an idea. Uh, apparently, they can't sell cars, so they're coming up with craft beer, a main craft brewery, and a family-owned dealership um, group have collaborated to create a beer, and thankfully, it doesn't have a new car smell. Uh, the Scotch Ale, called Heights Tin Can Sailor, is being produced by Bigelow Brewing in Skowhegan, Maine, in honor of the Heights family 110th year in auto retailing. The name is in reference to a Navy destroyer cruise uh, during uh, World War II. Kirby Height, and uh, it goes on to say that. But um, you know, car dealerships are car dealerships don't have a lot of inventory right now. So you know, having I guess having 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 some beer in stock is probably as good an idea as any. Uh, let's uh, talk to uh, buddy Mike and Hingham.
3: Michael. Hey, good morning, car doctor. How are you? Good. How are you? Ah, not bad. Thanks. Uh, quick comment. I was listening to you, uh, the guy before us. he the science he was very interesting by the way I thought he he made things very plain and simple and it uh, was a great great interview well thank you and thank yeah, him uh, because I all I yeah, do is ask he, dumb questions so you know. I uh, uh, I question or actually comment uh, walking my dog at least four times a day I've all recently been interrupted by this loud noise coming from cars usually jeeps with these huge... Tires on them with big knobby wheels. I don't know how they hear their radio, but it seems to be a more recent, uh, at least to my knowledge, that I see. What's going on? Uh, You know,
1: every everybody wants to look like they can they can you know run the Rubicon, and even though they don't you know leave the streets, they hang them, Um, and uh, you know, and the noise. You know, actually, Jeep does a pretty good job of. insulating the body from the outside world and i and uh jeep uses um um they sandwich the floor pans together in new cars so you don't actually hear as much um road noise coming through the car and as much tire noise but yeah when you put these oversized knobby tires on the on on any vehicle it gets noisy i mean you go back go back to the days you know when you put snow tires on a car in the winter time and you and you know you took them off and you thought You know, you thought the car, you know, all of a sudden was brand new because the car was that much quieter. You know, think, you know, multiply that times a hundred and that's what you get. So, um, why people do it? You know, if it was me and I had a Jeep, I would just have a nice all-terrain tire. I'm, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to go, you know, uh, through, uh, the Mojave Desert or, you know, through some rock quarry, um, and but a lot of people want to, you know, you you look at the, you look at the Jeeps that people buy sometimes, and they're buying the the Rubicon edition of the Jeep, and uh, you know, and it's a real off-road Jeep with things like you can disconnect the sway bars electronically, so you don't even have to get out of the car. So you know, can articulate up on three wheels and and not get hung up, and they have skid plates under them, and you wonder how many people ever use them for that purpose, and probably none. Not a lot from this town.
3: Maybe a, maybe a pothole is your biggest problem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we live in Massachusetts, so we have our share of potholes.
3: We do have that. A quick comment also. I watched the Beacom auction last night. Actually, I'm going to hope to go to the one in October in Las Vegas. I got my plane ticket and my bid is passed, so we'll see what happens. But they sold a Durango, brand new Durango last night with the big Hemi in it, 700 yep. horsepower. For over hundred thousand dollars last oh, night, wow. and they get, they're all sold out. They're only going to make it one year, two thousand twenty-one, and they're sold out. So this is, this is it's, so funny it's, out
1: am- it's so amazing fun. what crosses the line at Meckham or Barrett Jackson, you know, in kind of somewhat under the guise of charity. Sometimes, you know the you know the first Corvette off the assembly line or something, and uh, and you know, all of a sudden the Bids start to go crazy, and it is, you know, somewhat collectible, but it also gets an awful lot of attention for that particular vehicle. When, when you hear that, you know, people start talking about it. Hey, did you see the first Corvette went went through the auction for two hundred ninety thousand dollars, and it was a, you know, seventy five thousand dollar car, or you know, something like that. So it is, it is pretty amazing that, you know, that people are doing that. And you know, uh, let's uh, let's see what you come back with.
3: Well, hey, I got a guest pass. If you want to go in October, let me
1: know. Okay. All right, I will. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care, Mike. Bye bye. Our phone number eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. Let's talk to our buddy Peter in Salem. Peter. Yes, John. How are you? You got you got to put you got to put uh, uh, you got to put high mileage synthetic in that forty
4: of yours. Uh, John, I, I I don't know. I think it's too late in the game. Too late in the game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've been using conventional for forty-seven years and never rebuilt the engine. Now, now, now. You think you know? At the very
1: end of that interview, we played we played an old Burt Reynolds commercial. Do you think? Uh, do you think uh, you know? Burt used the right oil in his car. You know, him and Lonnie would have still been together.
4: Ah, jeez, John. Yeah, I
1: know. it was
4: probably a little more in depth than the
1: uh, oil think in so? the you car. so you think it had more to do with? The, you think it had more to do with how he took care of his
4: cars? Um, I'm, I'm sure he was well sought after during, <laughs> during his prime. Let's leave, leave it at that. Leave way. it at that, all right. Yeah. John, I had a comment on, on your, I, I missed you last week. Um, I'm a designer from Ford with the Maverick truck. Yep. And, um, yeah, I was, of course, making comparisons to the Etzel, as you always know. Yeah. Uh, they only sold 63,000 Etzels, and you mentioned they already had 100,000 pre-orders for the uh, Maverick truck so yeah yeah, yeah.
1: no yeah. it's and and you know it'd be interesting to see what happens with them because um you know it's a it's in its base form which is a hybrid which is kind of interesting the base the base engine is a 2.5 liter hybrid front wheel drive and it's mm-hmm. a pretty well equipped little four-door truck for like i said during the interview, you know, it's a truck for people that don't know they need a truck yet. And, and you know, you're not going to carry four by eight sheets of plywood because the bed's not that big, although with the tailgate down, you could certainly do that. But it's it's more designed for, you know, to, you know, get, you know, pick up, you know, boxes of stuff. And sure, uh, you know. but, it is, but it is truly a truck still, okay. uh, even though it's a front-wheel drive truck. But it's, you know, $20,000 plus delivery. And it'd be interesting to see how many $20,000 ones they sell versus how many, you know, and I, I think the price, you know, starts to, you add four-wheel drive and it goes up 1500 bucks. You add the little bit bigger engine so you can tow, I think, the the base engine tows 2,000 pounds. The bigger engine tows 3,500 pounds. Um, you know, then all of a sudden you're up in the high 20s somewhere. But it'd be interesting to see of the 100000 how many of them are the 19995 version. And right, uh, right, it'll be interesting right. to see what they're like.
4: Yeah. I, I think they'll be probably used more as a, as a truck than what we see out on the highways today with the, uh, the jumbo trucks with people going 85 miles an hour in a passing lane. And, uh, you know, the bed's never been used. You
1: know? <laughs> it, it is amazing the amount of people that have uh, have trucks and even big SUVs. And you see one person in it. And exactly. you're kind of like, why did they buy this gigantic vehicle? For right. they, they And they drive it back and forth to work. And the same thing, you're right. You see, you know, there are people that, you know, work every day and have a pickup truck, and there's always use for a pickup truck. And, uh, you know, pickup trucks do come in handy, uh, without a doubt. But I right. think the idea of, uh, you know, a, and I, I said to somebody the other day, next week um, I'm going to be driving an El Camino. And somebody said, an El Camino? What are you talking oh. about? I said, well, not really an El Camino. It's, it's going to be the new Hyundai Santa Cruz. Um, which is which is you know sort of Hyundai's version of an El Camino. It's a it's a it's a four door in this case a four door vehicle with a short bed, and uh, you know for somebody like me who you know I'm not carrying four by eight she- sheets of sheetrock and plywood and stuff, but there are certainly times where you know I need to carry something that's pretty good size that's not going to fit in my SUV or or it's not going to easily fit in my SUV, or if I want to go get you know you know bags of pine bark mulch or something it'd be nice to throw it in the bed of something rather than the back of my suv which you know would. it's it, to me it's just it's kind of interesting i saw the i saw the hyundai commercial the other day where they were comparing it to a subaru outback and i didn't quite get that because one's a station wagon and one's a truck kind of and right, right, why right. they would, you know that would be like you know you know comparing a you know comparing a uh i don't know you know it's just two vehicles that they're not they're not even apples and oranges they're apples and you know watermelons right, they're right. completely different but um but the idea that ford's coming out with this maverick and it's been you know been that hot right from the beginning that they got a 100,000 pre-orders and then you know followed up by a similar size vehicle the Hyundai Santa Cruz which is going to compete in that same market although i think the Santa Cruz is about $5,000 more expensive but um but still, it's it's a vehicle that um, I think there's a real need for. And I remember years and years ago, uh, I was um, I was talking to somebody from Kia, and I said to them, "When are you guys going to build a cheap little pickup truck?" And, he, and I said, and at the time, the Kia Sorento was a body-on-frame vehicle, so it wasn't unibody; it was a body-on-frame vehicle. And I said, right in the same plant and. Georgia or wherever they were building these things, I said you could be building a pickup truck, and they said, "Yeah, you know, we're looking at doing that," and it never happened. But I think, but I think now, um, you know, both the Maverick and the Santa Cruz really are, are going to target some of these, you know, compact and midsize SUV owners. And, oh, absolutely, uh,
4: John. Yeah. It's a, yeah. There's a need. All of us that lived through the '70s remember the Chevy Crew, uh, no, the Chevy Love. Oh again? yeah, yeah, Love and Truck. sure. <clears throat> the little Nissan pickup truck, yep. whatever that was, or the Datsun pickup, yep. they were everywhere, and, uh, yep. and they, they were used to death. You know. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember what the Toyota pickup truck was called? <clears throat> and it, this
1: is a trick question. It was just called was, the truck. Was it, was it Frontier? Yeah. No, it was not. No, they had no name for it. They just called it the Toyota pickup truck.
3: Oh, the first right. one. It yeah, fun. it
1: wasn't. It wasn't a Tacoma or anything back then. It was just the truck. Right, because yeah, right. they, they, yeah, they didn't have they didn't have a name for it, but yeah, um, yeah, the idea that especially you know, you know, people younger than me, but not necessarily that you know they the idea of having to you know, you know, carry bicycles and snowboards and you know kayaks and all that stuff and having to put roof racks on and things when you could you know put a bike rack in the back of a you know Maverick pickup. And carry your bikes, and you don't have to worry about them being on the roof of your car, or you know, hanging off some you know bike rack that's on a bracket off the back of your
4: vehicle. Uh, I think these things make make a lot of sense, and I don't well, know, I, uh, I, yeah. Uh, and money wise too, John. I mean, who can afford sixty and eighty thousand dollars? I mean, realistically, I mean, for a pickup truck. You
1: know. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, i i right. I looked at a I looked at a truck the other day just for fun, and it was a. Top of the line, Ram pickup, everything in it, and I think it. I think it was about eighty eight thousand dollars. Wow. Oh, you know, and that, you know that's that's More a, than the it's price a, of my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and yes. but the idea that you know people people are buying them, and and uh, you know, I even remember when you know when the uh, you know back in two thousand whatever it was two thousand eight when the Hummer H two came out, the the kind of pickup based Hummer. You know those things were fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and all of a sudden they were popping up all over the place. I'm like, how are people buying these things? And I don't know. And, you know, I don't people, know.
4: people, people, people. Well, in don't. debt for life. Right. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's it. Right. Hey, Peter, always a pleasure. All right, John. All right, well, th- thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye
1: bye. Hey, just a reminder: in a couple of weeks, we're going to be uh, we're going to be at uh, Cycles One Twenty Eight. And uh we're uh we're gonna be a little bit early of what's going on, but on the twenty fifth we're gonna be up at Cycles one twenty eight and um, they they have a museum. They have a museum that's opening up and I think the museum's opening up on Thursday or Friday that week. But the idea that we're gonna be up there, we're gonna get we're gonna get our own little uh uh secret insight to what it's like and uh I don't even have to figure out how to do maybe facebook live or something at the same time and walk around um i don't know we that are we that uh capable biff can, do you think we can do a radio program and facebook live at the same time oh oh very definitely oh you think yeah you think? i mean, I, I, mean oh, I, I shouldn't say that do you think i'm that capable oh sure Absolutely. All right. okay. Sure. All right. Yeah, yeah hey, yeah. hey, I think we need to take another break. We, 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 we? do. We do. Yeah, why don't, why don't we do that? Why don't we take another break? Our phone lines are open again. If you want to join at 370 800 370 1049. 800
2: 370 1049. We'll be right back. I found out what mom, baby, like. I found out what
4: mom, baby, like. That's a whole lot to loving that straight eight pony. We gonna get on the highway.
6: Picture this. You're cleaning up your yard and you need a new yard tool, a 40-pound bag of compost, a wheelbarrow, or weed and insect killers. Did you know that you can order Building Center of Gloucester products online and they will have it ready for curbside pickup? Visit bcgloucester.com any time of day for an online product summary that details barbecue grills, painting supplies, mowers, mulch, and so much more. The Building Center will have what you want available when you need it for curbside pickup. Online ordering can save you time. Visit bcgloucester.com. Time to get started,
4: there has never been a better time to join Align Credit Union. My name is Kendall Rossi, and as president and CEO, I would like to personally invite you to take advantage of all that Align has to offer. We have everything you need to reach your financial goals, including great rates on mortgages and auto loans, checking accounts with no monthly maintenance fees, and digital banking tools. To learn more, stop by one of our branches or
1: visit us online at aligncu.com. Align Credit Union, connecting all your banking needs. Insured by
0: MSIC. Federally insured by
6: NCUA. Equal housing lender. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Mark with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast. Surfing the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Sunshine, blue sky today. It's mild and dry, temps mostly in the 70s. Clear overnight, those are about 60. Tomorrow it's a beach day, lots of sun, hot, getting more humid. Middle and upper 80s, there could be a shower or storm late tomorrow night. Ending Monday morning, followed by sun clouds, warm weather. It'll be 77 to 84, but no big storms in sight. Forecast being brought to you by Paul Real Estate. Paul Conti Real Estate has been your neighborhood realtor for over 23 years and is your number one choice. If you're buying or selling your next home, call 781-254-2709. Online at Realtor.com for local North Shore. 1049. I'm Mark
1: Program our phone number eight hundred three seventy one oh four nine before we get to the calls, I want to talk about the car that got me around a little bit today and uh, there was a time when you wanted a mid-sized car. You purchased maybe a Chevy Illumina or a Malibu, Ford Taurus, Buick Regal, maybe a Honda Accord, or Toyota Camry. Today, the choices have changed. Ford stopped selling the Taurus. I didn't even know the Malibu was still produced until I looked it up. I haven't driven one in years. When was the last time you saw a Malibu advertised on TV? The choices are a Camry, Accord, Altima, Passat, Mazda 6, Kia 5, Subaru Legacy, and the subject of our test drive, the Hyundai Sonata. The Sonata has a couple of engine choices. Is a base 191 horsepower four-cylinder, and uh, the performance 290 horsepower N line, which is the Hyundai's performance line, the N line, a hybrid model, and the subject of our test drive, a 1.6 liter turbocharged four-cylinder. The 1.6 liter engine develops a little less horsepower, about 180, than the base engine, but more torque. And a bit more fun to drive and still delivering. I'm averaging about 37 miles a gallon, crazy mileage. Um, so how does the Sonata compete with the gold standard of sedans, the Camry and Accord? Pretty well. The cabin's airy. Uh, it's open. There's plenty of room for four adults, maybe even five. The controls are well-placed. Although I would like to see a proper station tuning knob. Um... It, it, you know, you gotta use the touch screen for that. A little aggravating to me. Our test car had navigation like every car I tested, um, lately. Uh, it doesn't know the new exit numbers. My phone knows the new exit numbers, but the navigation systems in cars aren't, haven't been updated yet. And on my recent trip, and I want to thank the Arlington Retired Men's Club, um, they invited me to come talk to them, and it's the first in-person event that I've done since COVID and i actually scheduled to be in person because i thought we'd be back to work by now i think it may be my last in person event for quite a while um but anyway it was at the uh, it was at saint camillus's church up in arlington and the gps uh told me i arrived about a mile and a half past the church on the highway so it wasn't even close for whatever reason uh the shifter is a push button style which works fine but i prefer an actual shifter i still had trouble Putting it between park and reverse and drive which just maybe it's—I'm a slow learner. There, um, there is uh, there is a couple of interesting features in the car. There's uh, uh, when you shut it off, it will automatically go into park, so you don't have to worry about leaving it gear, which is kind of nice. The front seats are really spacious, but after about an hour or so, they just got—they got hard feeling. Maybe it's my. Uh, do I have a sensitive disposition? You think is it? Is it? Am I too delicate?
5: I don't, th- I don't the, think so. That's,
1: that's what it is. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, the rear seat can accommodate <laughs> six footers, even with the six footer in the front. Trunk is huge, and the split fold down seats. There's plenty of room. Like all Hyundai, there's plenty of uh, uh, technology, lane departure warning, semi autonomous steering, remote start, and even a feature that lets the car move from a parking space without the driver. Um, the The ride's comfortable, controlled, but hardly sporty. There's a uh, sporty version, again, the end line But, you know, if you're looking for a midsize uh, sedan, look at the Sonata. Um, you decide, Biff. Do we need to take another break, or should we talk to Robert and us
0: let's, let's take the last and final break. Let's pay, okay. the, pay the bills, and then, and then, then come back, have, and we've got Robert from Tingsboro and we'll yep, get Robert. Then,
1: then, we'll, then, we'll, then we've got plenty of time for Robert. There, there you go. All right. Good enough. Uh, my name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9. We'll be right back.
3: SpaTech Institute is an industry leader in massage therapy and skincare education, and they are excited to announce their newest location in North Andover.
1: You can become a massage therapist or esthetician in less than a year. Go to spatech.edu today to request information and schedule an appointment with someone from their team to learn more about massage therapy and skincare programs. SpaTech Institute is bringing a well established reputation in the industry to this new location in North Andover, so go to spatech.edu today to learn more.
0: Hi, this is Brian Kelly from the Kelly Automotive Motor Group. I hear the same rhetoric that you hear. Car dealers don't have any vehicles in stock. We may not have every model or every color in stock, but because we're the largest Nissan, Jeep, Chrysler, Infinity, Volkswagen, and Honda dealer in Massachusetts, yeah, we sell the most, but we also get the most with shipments arriving weekly. With over 1,600 new and pre-owned vehicles in stock and ready for delivery. Check us out online at kellyauto.com or stop in and see what we have to offer. Hey, how's that for making it easy? That's okay.
4: Hi, folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Did you know that professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson windows more than any other brand in the United States? And if you're thinking about replacing the windows in your home, you should see the Anderson Woodwright replacement windows, which can add considerable value to any home. See the Anderson windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. What a hell
0: of-
6: Regina Pizza is now hiring for their new location at the Cumming Center in Beverly. They're holding a job fair Thursday the 16th through Saturday the 18th from 2 till 7 p.m. at 800 Cumming Center, Suite 147R. Regina Pizza seeks experienced full-time pizza makers, cashiers, prep cooks, and utility persons. Applicants can apply at the job fair or online at reginapizza.com. Regina Pizza pays candidates based on experience and offers a full benefit bet. Visit reginapizza.com today.
4: And
1: welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. Let's talk to our buddy Robert Kingsborough. We haven't talked to him in a couple weeks. Robert, are you okay?
5: Good morning. Yes, I'm okay. And okay,
1: just checking, on, just checking on you. Okay, all right, all right. What can we do for you
5: today? Uh, well, you were talking about orders on that maverick i was just wondering yep. it seems to me that that many people ordering a sight unseen vehicle it uh, could be risky it might be disappointed when they do get it
1: well i mean that's always a possibility um you know some you know maybe maybe the idea is when they're you know they're ordering it and you know maybe it's continued on you look at it and go hey you know what uh, I don't want it. Maybe they go. You know what? We have a hundred thousand other people that want it, so maybe it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it um, looks
5: good. It Looks like it, 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 know, I've, I, I haven't it driven it drive because it.
1: the the one I saw wasn't. It was a. It was a. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it a, a model, but it was. It was a very, very, very early pre-production car. It was. Uh, right. You know, even even under the fenders were I think styrofoam. They weren't. It wasn't even plastic fender liners it was but it but i gotta tell you it looked really good um it was actually it was actually a little bit bigger in person than i thought it was going to be a little bit bigger i i would describe it as a little bit bigger than the old ford ranger but the idea that it's a a four-door with a short bed and pretty you know i I, you know twenty thousand dollars to me is still a lot of money but twenty thousand dollars for for a Pickup truck sounds like a pretty good deal, and and you know twenty three thousand for four wheel drive, you know, and it's not, and the engines the engines an engine that's been around for a while, they've pretty well tested out, so I think it's going to be a pretty solid vehicle.
5: Yeah, I'm thinking that the price will probably end up being between twenty eight and thirty four for most people because they won't out of the XL, they get the XLT or the Lariat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's you know. It's it's funny. I mean, Biff and I talked about this before and he said to me, you know, if you had the money, would you buy this or would you buy that? And I tend to, you know, I I I'm I'm pretty good with cloth seats and uh so am you know, I. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe some maybe someday I'll I'll say, you know what, I deserve to get the fancy fancy interior, the leather seats and the extra options, but I'm I'm pretty good with the most of the base model stuff, so.
5: Yeah. But, well, on the XLT you can get cloth. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that's that's fine. It seems like there's more hype with this than maybe the Mustang back in the mid 60s. Uh,
1: you know, it's it, well, it <laughs> you know, with with social media, it's a whole lot easier when somebody, you know, they start to put stuff out and people start to talk about it. There's already a a, a Facebook enthusiast page for the Maverick pickup truck. You know, so, you know, that kind of stuff starts to spread around a little bit and people get all, you know, people get all excited by it. So, so it is, you know, it is something that, uh, you know, certainly, you know, people, people are looking at and going, yeah, maybe that's what I want. And right now with the, the shortage of vehicles and, you know people are who knows what's going on in the world today with covid and all that sort of stuff but the idea that you know people haven't been buying cars and there's i think a pent-up demand for people to buy vehicles and now it's even worse because everybody wants something they can't get and there's not enough there's not a lot of cars out there right now so i think it's even going to you know it's even going to make it worse because people are going to go i want something i want that i want you know and you know everybody wants what they can't have so i think the idea that you know, hey, you can maybe you can order one of these, and you'll be in pretty good, pretty good shape. You know, yeah, but
5: even yeah. with today's build quality being far better than it used to be, new vehicles always seem to have flaws in the real world, and I'm thinking that's going to happen. There'll be some weak spots that don't show up on test tracks. and, yeah, and
1: I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that's the case, and and that wasn't, you know, and, and the Ranger pickup didn't suffer too badly from that because that was that was basically a that was basically a full-size truck that was sold in other parts of the world so the body parts were not that you know not that unusual i guess to see to see kind of problems that way so i think i think pretty much is going to be you know it, it i like all of them will there be something you know you know no different than you know you know is the the bed gonna rattle or something gonna rattle or the you know some kind of engine problem you you don't really know and but i think I think overall today you like you said, build quality the old days of uh uh you know you bought a brand new car and you know the the door rattled or the engine had a knock in it, or something like that now you don't you don't see those things anymore, you know pretty much now you you know the stuff you take it right off the showroom floor and it's you know a hundred percent of the time it's ninety nine percent perfect, and you know maybe five percent of the time it's got a problem but you know that's that's not a big number.
5: No, it's it definitely not. Well, lot better yeah. than that. Yeah. There's always that possibility. Like, I oh said, yeah, and I yep, agree yep. with your assessment of the original Ranger and this looked pretty much the same size.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty close. And but the idea that it's in a four door and it's a little bit beefier cabin, where when you sat in the original Ranger, it you know you felt a little more shoulder to shoulder, and this one. Uh, yeah. You know, in, in this Maverick versus the Old Ranger, it feels a little bit roomier inside, which 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 helps which helps a lot, makes it more comfortable. So, yeah.
5: okay, well, thanks for
1: the All discussion. Right. The All, right. And All yeah. right, as always, and as always, uh, always good to talk to you, Robert. Take care. Bye bye. Well, I got an email yesterday from uh, from the Newsday folks, the the people that read our paper in the. Uh, uh, read my column in Newsday in New York and, uh, uh, guy starts off by saying awesome column, which I appreciate that. He says, I, I try to, I try to buy the Newsday on Fridays, uh, here in the Bronx, uh, just so we can read the column, bought a 02 Z06 Corvette, Electron Blue back in June, drove it five times, floodwaters of Ida came in and went leaving it soaking over the seats. Everyone's telling me to let the car come, let the insurance company total it. I love my car. What are your thoughts? Well, if, you know, the old rules were if it was fresh water, you might be able to fix it. Salt water, you got no shot. Salt water is going to cause corrosion, it's going to cause lots of problems. Fresh water, take the seats out, take the carpets out. Don't touch anything electronic. Leave everything, try to get everything to dry out as much as you can. Put a dehumidifier in there, put fans in there, try to suck up as much moisture out of it as possible. Under the hood, you're going to be in pretty good shape because everything under the hood is designed to get wet. So you're you're pretty good that way, uh, but you know the computer in the car, you know is it, is it going to suffer from moisture damage? Uh, it's, uh, maybe, but if it dries out, you know they wash off circuit electronic circuits with water, so you might be okay, soap and water actually. so you might be okay. so hopefully hopefully you you'll do what ever you need to do. Well, that music means it's time for us to go. Uh, Biff, I want to thank you for doing the outstanding job you do every week. Thank you, John. And uh, until next week, wear your seatbelt, drive safely, and be good to your car. Talk to y'all next week. Bye bye.